Recording in progress. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father Lord, we just come before you today, Lord, and we come before you and we bring our petitions, my God, in, in earnest, my God. We bring it, Father God, with determination, Lord. We, we bring it, my God, in expectation. Father, we exalt your name to the highest place. We see you above everything and all things. We know that you are righteous in all that you do. Everything about you is perfect. Every movement of your mind, of your heart, of your spirit is perfect and holy. We pray against every distraction. We pray against the lie of the enemy. We pray against any foothold the enemy is trying to take inside our mortal souls. We stand before you now, Father God, surrendered and ready, my God, to be the vessel that you have called us to be. Whatever it is that you're asking for of us, my God, may we come into complete obedience. May we be faithful, my Lord, in all your house. I bring petition before you. I bring brokenness before you. I bring contrition before you, my God. I bring a yielded heart, Lord. You might move in us, my God, in a new way, in a fresh anointing, in a new elevation, in a new glory, in a new majesty, in a new, in a new strength, and a new power under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, my God. We thank you, my God, for the sisters and brothers that are willing to fellowship with us, to come into community with us for the purpose of the glory and the majesty of your grace. We pray, Father God, for the priesthood, my God. We pray for the men, Lord, who are in need, my Lord, to be elevated in the spirit realm so that they can take their right authority inside the home, inside the church, inside the community, inside the body of Christ that's on earth right now. We pray, Father God, for ongoing wisdom. We pray for a movement of your spirit. We pray for a now movement of your now anointing, my God. May we be walking in that spirit, my God, of expectation of a now thing that you're going to do right now. That we're going to flow in something right now that's going to be transformational, something that's going to seek and save the lost, something that's going to help the saved stay saved, something that's going to help keep us saved, something that's going to help keep somebody else saved. My God, we are looking for fruitfulness in our movements. My God, fruitfulness in the flow of your anointing. My God, fruitfulness, my God. We pray against every demonic principality and we pray against every force of confusion. We pray against every doubt and every worry. We pray against every loveless spirit. We pray against every defeating spirit. We pray against every negative movement, my God. May your spirit continue to correct rebuke, encourage, affirm, and transform our mortal existence. I plead against the spirit of the commonplace. I plead against the spirit of commonality. I plead against the spirit that keeps us walking around in circles, in the same circles, over and over and over again. I, pre plead, I, pre I plead against being stuck. My God, right now, in the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray, Father God, that we're able to move forward, my God, in your anointing, that we're able to have an impact right now in your anointing. I pray against every staleness. I pray against every dying thing right now, unless it's the carnality of our flesh. I pray for the life of the Spirit to move inside our mortal bodies and to transform and transmortify us into another glory. Hallelujah. And I pray, my God, that the hearts of each saint is encouraged 
right now under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I pray, my God, that you lift us up right now, right now, right now, right now, each and every heart, each and every mind, each and every soul. May we not have the attitude that it's too late. May we not have the attitude that it's over. I pray against the spirit of defeat right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray against, I pray against the spirit of condemnation right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that we get into alignment emotionally, that we get into alignment mentally, that we get in alignment physically, that we get in alignment spiritually. I pray, Father God, for a complete movement and a complete alignment with the oneness of Christ Jesus, that the office of Christ might flow in us, my God. The office of Christ might flow in us. And so I pray, my God, I pray that this blessing reach each and every person in earshot of the live or the recording. I pray for those who would also hear by recording, my God, that they also be activated. That they be activated. I pray that word activation, a spirit movement, activation. Words, my Lord. I know they conduct and drive spiritual movements, my Lord. And so I pray right now that that word rest in it, be activated. I pray they be activated. That they've been sitting stale too long. They've been sitting on the sidelines too long. They've been sitting at the edge of the road too long. They've been out the game too long. My God, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus for courage to enter back into the field of service and to enter into it with love, with joy, in a jubilee-like state, washed clean and fresh and made anew in the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray these things, my God, as, my, as well as other things, in Jesus' mighty name, and the body of Christ says, can we get an amen in the house of the Lord? Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So, saints, I want to encourage you in this season where we're going to be uh, coming together, meeting every day in the temple courts, and we're going to be devoting ourselves to the apostles' teachings. Uh, we won't be able to break bread because we're on a Zoom, but we're going to devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, and to the prayer right and if you feel to fast amen keep it to yourself that's how you get blessed the most you always talk about that right prayer fasting worship word fellowship open up your bibles to the book of matthew chapter 28 now i want you to know that in this season we're going to be focusing on a lot of the apostles teachings but there is a now movement of god in your now situation i i'm, I'm praying against the stuck place I'm playing against a I'm praying against a dark place right now. I'm talking about I'm talking about not being able to just come on a call every single day and feeling blessed inside. I'm talking about coming on a call every day and being blessed inside that a seed that is planted inside bears fruit that you can see outside. You want to see it outside. I pray against being complacent. I pray against that spirit of complacency. There's a new thing starting in your life today. There's a new thing starting in your life right now. There's a new movement of God in your being right now. So I, I pray against the thoughts that reduce you to a commonplace. I pray against the thoughts that make you settle. I want the word settle to be a sin in your life. You're not going to settle, you're going to ascend. Nobody could tell you to ascend before because before ascension had something to do with self. Ascension had something to do with selfishness. Ascension had something to do with pleasures. 
Ascension had something to do with your pride. Ascension had something to do with your ego. But here and now, here and now, as we are falling on our knees, because we're going to learn more about what it means to get up from on our knees, and we're not going to stay settled, but we're going to ascend. There are four assignments in the house of God to get saved, to seek and save, to help the saved stay saved, and stay saved ourselves. That's the only four things. I pray that under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that every spirit of confusion, everything that breaks you away from that anointing, everything that tries to dilute your focus, gets shut down right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray against all the voices that are not Christ. Be silenced right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That the glory, that the glory of God start to move in your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm talking about moving with your family, moving with your job, moving in your personal life, not so that you could entertain them for your pleasures, but for the glory, for the four assignments that God has given you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so in this season, we're not going to settle. This is not going to be business as usual. I rebuke that in the mighty name of Jesus. It's not going to be, I, say, I pray against every, I speak to the dry bones in the valley. I speak to the deserts in your life. And I say, dry bones, get up. Wake up. Wake up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everything that you've done, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've gone through, good, bad, and indifferent, every single one of those things has brought you to this very place so that you can operate in a higher glory, so that you can operate in a better movement of God. I pray against that spirit of doubt. I pray against that spirit of worry. I pray against that spirit of limit. I, 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 I rebuke the spirit of limit in your life, that dunamis power may move through you and you may speak life into your own life situation and speak life into other people's situations to, to your loved ones and the would-be loved ones. Hallelujah. We're in Matthew 28, we're in the 16th verse, and it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some Doubt it. I pray right now under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you not be of those that doubted. Some doubted. Now they walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They saw him do so many miracles that they said that there couldn't be enough books written about all the things that Christ had done. They seen him crucified. They seen him resurrected. And some doubt it because, see, doubting is a spirit, and a spirit will not accept testimony. You must rebuke spirits. You can't reason with a spirit that's evil. A condemned spirit cannot be reasoned with. You don't reason with doubt, okay? You don't reason. Paul, Peter, saw Jesus walk on water. He started walking on water. To all the facts pointed to the fact that he could walk on water, still he doubted when he saw the waves. He started to sing. Because of spirit, that's why. Because of spirit. I rebuke the spirit of doubt in your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke that spirit. I pray that God expose himself to you in such a powerful way that that spirit is broken and broken forever. It ends up in the pit of hell, in the lake of fire where it belongs. It says, but some doubted, but Jesus came to them and said, 
all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, I need you to go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I rebuke right now every negative assignment in your life. You've got negatrons in your life, the negative assignments, people who are just not for what God is doing in your life. They're not for you. Okay, and you're allowing them close to you and you're allowing them in your circle and you're missing them and you're desiring to be around them and you're doing whatever you have to do to keep them in your circle. And, and I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go and let them read about it in the paper. Now, you might say that doesn't sound very loving, but it is very loving because, see, when you let them go and let them read about it in the paper, maybe they'll come back and they'll not be a negatron. People who are committed to not understanding are not going to understand just because you try to explain it to them because we live in a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. You're fighting against demonic principalities and you've got to battle the principalities, not the souls. I'm talking to you about being effective in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about you moving under the anointing of the Holy Spirit the way Jesus moved. I'm talking about the Jesus office. I'm talking about the Jesus anointing. See, Jesus was an apostle. Jesus was a prophet. Jesus was a pastor. Jesus was an evangelist. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus had the ministry of helps. There's more gifting than the five-fold gifting. Is more giftings of the Holy Spirit. Let's take the training wheels off the Holy Spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go. Let's go, everybody, inside your spirit. Let's die to that spirit of doubt. Let's start to move. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care what people think about you right now. Everything you need is here in the presence of Lord of the Lord and what and you can change your past and your future by what you decide to do right now in the moment where you are alive hallelujah thank you Jesus glory to God hallelujah and so Jesus told them that he gave them a commission and you are part of that commission if not for that commission you would not be saved you're called to carry on that commission some of you are in the place of the commission where you are in the infirmary and there are others who are called to serve you careful you don't drive out the people that God called to serve you and draw in the people that God didn't call to serve you but if you're in the infirmary and God has called some people to serve you so that you are now the mission, okay, because you're either about the mission or you're the mission. And guess what? At all times, it's both. At all times, you're about the mission. And at all times, you are also the mission. Because the mission to change you to glory to glory is inside the circle of influence for which you have been called. And so you are the mission. God is still operating the great commission in your life that operation will continue to your death glory to god hallelujah it's time to go forward and then some of you you, you you're on a mission god is calling you to the mission field okay to seek and save the lost some of you it's also both you're called to a mission and you are the mission and then some of us we're mostly the mission with very little of the position to be a servant in the mission to serve others. But whichever place you are in right now, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, God is calling you to participate in the Great Commission. It is for the sitting on the 
sidelines in this commission that some of you have grown stale. It's for sitting on the sidelines in this commission that some of you are starting to feel a malaise. It's for sitting on the sidelines when during this commission that some of you are starting to not feel the vibrance and the life that you used to feel in the great test of your faith when you first gave your life to the Lord. You've lost the newness. You've lost the freshness. You've lost the vibrancy. That's not age, okay? That's not circumstance. That's not struggle. That's a spiritual condition. Where are you in the Great Commission? Are you of the some that doubted? Are you a doubter? Or are you somebody that's vibrant and always looking for a place to serve? Always ready to give an answer for the quality of the faith that you have in Christ Jesus. I pray right now in the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you start looking to walk in the Christ office right now. Right now. Each and every one of you. You got to start thinking about what God is doing with you in the moment in the commission. And you've got to start rebuking distractions and counterfeit assignments right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Things are about to move. There's a movement of God taking place in this season. He will not leave you behind. Don't worry. But how much you embrace that blessing will be how much of the joy of the blessing you can receive. How many of us want to receive the joy of the blessing? How about, how about, how many of us want to receive the joy of the blessing? I'm not just talking to be talking or one boxing as one punching the air. I'm hitting targets right now in the spirit realm. And these targets, if you're willing to walk with it, and if you're willing to have the faith to believe it, will move mountains in your life. There are some things that are not there <coughs> because they're a stronghold. There are some things that are there because you're giving it strength. I'll say it again. Some things in your life are there not because they themselves are a stronghold. These situations, these negative things in your life that you think are a stronghold, these negative things in your life that you think are the strong man, you do think this is a strong man. It's not a strong man. You're giving it power. You're giving it its strength. You're empowering it with your limiting belief system, with your limiting faith, with your limiting movement. And so I rebuke that right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that the glory, that the glory, that the glory of God start to move in you and you start to take away the power from the enemy. All a power, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to you. Therefore, go. That is a command. That's not a suggestion. That's not, it's a go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. It's, this is your life. This is the commission. This is your goal. This is your destiny to build your father's house. You, you, you suffer for the absence of not building your father's house. You, the malaise is because the, this outside of your father's house is death. Everything outside of, get a conviction. Don't be as those who doubted. Outside of your father's house is death. Death is death-dealing poison. If I'm on a job, I'm looking for every opportunity. If I'm in the mall, I'm looking for every opportunity. There is nothing that's going to consume my consciousness but the mission, the commission. And then you're going to start seeing life. Then you're going to start coming alive, you see, because you thought that movie was going to bless you, but eh, it's temporary. You thought that dinner was going to bless you, eh, but it's temporary. You thought that vacation was going to bless you, eh, but it's temporary. You you thought that new dress was going to bless you, eh, but it's temporary. That new suit, it is temporary. You thought that new job was going to bless you, eh, but it's temporary. But 
if you were on the commission while you were at that dinner, then that would be more permanent and that would be more life dealing. That would be more powerful. If you were on the commission, if you were on the commission, come on now. If you were on the commission when you went out to that dinner, now that's permanent. See, if you were on the commission when you went to buy that dress, that's permanent. See, if you were on a commission when you were experiencing that movie, then that's a, if you were looking at the supernatural metaphors to see the righteousness of God and looking for every opportunity. God doesn't want your movie, doesn't want your dress, doesn't want your suit, he doesn't want your car, he doesn't want your house, he doesn't want your job. He wants you. Embracing your assignment. Your joy is inside your assignment. And say, well, that sounds like works. Yes. I'm not saying you work to be saved, but if you're saved, you work. We got to get past the foolishness of the commonplace and move onward. Onward. Come on now, we got to move onward. Onward. To the glory. See, you hear a silence in the spirit realm. Maybe when you came on, you heard a lot of noise, right? Because you know, the Lord has revealed to me that if Satan were be thrown in an abyss today, people would eventually all gravitate to Christ. That's right. God showed me that. He said, if I took Satan out right now and threw him in the abyss and only left the Holy Spirit to convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness, and Satan couldn't speak and his demons couldn't speak. Everybody would come to Christ. You say, well, why won't God do that? No, because everybody got to make their own decision. If I put Satan in the abyss now before you make a decision, then you really didn't get a chance to make a decision. Satan raised a question in the garden. and You have to answer it. Is it true that God said not to eat of the fruit of this tree? Did God really say don't eat the fruit of this tree? Yes, God said don't eat of the fruit of the tree. Don't even touch it or you will die. You certainly will not die. But what God knows is that in the day that you eat of this fruit, you will become like God, having your own sovereignty, knowing good and evil. Having a sovereignty is separated from the Holy Spirit. And so Eve looked upon the tree and she saw it was good for food and desirable for gaining wisdom and she ate it. Now you have to also answer the question. You're in the garden. Satan's in the garden. and You're at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God is telling you don't partake of it. And you are there looking to see if you want to partake or you don't want to partake. So God's like, I'm not throwing Satan in the abyss right now. No, you're going to answer the question. I'm God. I'm sovereign. That's one of the things we got to get to. We got to remember God is sovereign. If he's not sovereign, he's not God. I mean, it's really common sense. If he's not sovereign, then he's not God. So don't be a Christian atheist. Yeah. That's a powerful prophetic word right there. We have Christian atheists. They limit the power of God. They limit his authority while claiming to be in Christ. Well, their God is not God because to be God, okay, you've got to be sovereign. And she said, no, you're going to answer the question. So you, don't take, you won't take Satan and put him in the abyss. Now, I told you all of that for a specific purpose, not for the explanations that I gave you. That was a little extra. I had no extra charge. But I've told you that for a purpose. And here's the purpose of the per reason why I told you this. is because Satan is the author of confusion. He don't ever stop talking. Because he knows if he shuts up, God will get you. And God will take you where you need to go. 
So you're not going to get Satan to shut up. You got to learn how to tune your radio so that you only hear the station of the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when the other stations start to talk, it just sounds like garble. It sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. It, it sounds like noise. It's distortion. And so then there's a clarity and a singularity. And inside that clarity and inside that singularity, you start to move towards God. And see, and so Satan is the author of confusion and he won't shut up. He's going to keep talking in your life. God tells you to go witness to your family members. Say, no, don't witness to them. They're not going to listen to you. Remember what you did? You used to do this and you used to do that. And they're just going to laugh at you. And they go, they, go, they don't want to be no Christian. You know how they live in. They ain't interested in no Christ. And, and God's like, no, no, the season is now. I've, I've prepared them. They're prepared. Go speak to them. But Satan won't shut up. No, no, no. They don't want to do that. that that's, that's, that's coming in bad. People are going to start calling you Jesus freak up in the family function. You need to shut up. Just go sit down. This ain't the season for it. Stop trying to be hyper-spiritual. See, you got to get into practice. You got to get into practice of consecrating yourself. Part of consecrating yourself is allowing the voice of God to be elevated in your consciousness so that the voice of the enemy is silenced. So then, and like I said, he won't shut up. So silence just means you ignore him. Like I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. No, I'm on assignment. I'm on a mission. God has called me the great commission. I'm going to expand the knowledge of my father. I'm going to have Christ preach to the nations. I'm going to catch on fire so that people can come around to see me burn. Listen to the quietness in the spirit realm. Hit it by Shantarabasi. The focus now, the singularity. You get up in the morning, you got to break those distractions. Every single day, the devil is talking to you. And wherever you're stuck is where you've empowered his voice in your life. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, says the Lord. Now, therefore, go. If I have commanded you, who has made the tongue? Hallelujah. Praise God. See, this is where you have to be patient. You need to be patient. Because, you know, you got yourself in this problem pretty sticky. You got the, you, you took a, you, you took some time for you to get yourself in this sticky mess. And God might take a little bit of time to take you. Now, he could chank you out on it in an instant. But there's a lesson in the coming out. Sometimes he takes his time. Sometimes there's no lesson in coming out. I'm taking you out. You want to come out? Let's go. And then sometimes God's like, nah, there's a lesson I need you to learn in the coming out. So I'm going to get you out. I could get you out yesterday, but I'm going to take a week. And during that week, I'm going to consecrate you so that you don't go back into this mess no more. See, we got to get in that spirit. Where God is sovereign. He says, look, the potter. I am the potter. And you are the clay. You're not the potter and I'm the clay. That's not how this works. I'm the potter. You are the clay. Can I not do with you as I see fit, O house of Israel? Don't be an atheistic Christian. God is sovereign. I might ask him why. I might ask for understanding, but I don't tell him what to do. And I don't question his authority to do it. He's sovereign. I'm a Christian. I'm a monotheistic believer in one sovereign God. 
So if my God's sovereign, Satan is powerless. All I got to do is focus on being in alignment and I don't listen to you, devil. And it says that when you resist him, he flees, waiting to smell some weakness. I see another thing. We empower Satan by allowing ourselves to flow in weakness. We know what drains our spirit, but we let it drain our spirit anyway out of some sentimentality. And Satan comes back. Remember, I say he never stops talking, but his voice can sound at different volumes, right? And so when he was trying to tempt Jesus because he thought he was weak, he said he left him and came back for a more convenient moment. So he's always hovering in the periphery, speaking, talking, trying to talk madness into a situation, introducing spirits of confusion. And see, it's going to be harder for you to see it if you're not on assignment. See, if you don't understand the assignment, then the devil has a better chance of influencing you with his crazy thoughts. <clears throat> I'm not trying to, listen, the Bible says, do not speak about supernatural beings in contemptuous form. So I'm not trying to speak about them in contemptuous form. I'm just stating a fact. What he says is crazy. Eat the fruit. That's crazy. Sin against God. That's crazy. Disobey the Lord. That's crazy. What he says is just crazy, but he makes it seem sensible to us. And so we got to be on assignment. How does this build the kingdom? How is this the mission of God? See, sometimes you have situations and circumstances. You got people in your life. Oh, come on now. I want you to pay attention now. Listen up. You got people in your life that have a spirit of confusion. And you want to help them, but you don't want to break the spirit of confusion. Sometimes you guys say, listen, there's two paths. You in this situation because you chose the wrong path. I keep telling you about Jesus. I keep telling you about the Lord. I keep telling you to seek his face. I keep telling you to consecrate yourself. I keep telling you to surrender your life to Christ. You keep telling me no, but you keep coming back to me with your spirit of confusion. And I keep trying to give you other answers than the answer that I should be giving you is that there's two paths. And you chose the wrong path. And that's why you're going through what you're going through because you chose the wrong path. You need to get on the right path. Now, I'm here to help you get on the right path. I can no longer assist you in going in the wrong one. I'm not going to be a willful participant in your death. See, you're on assignment. And he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So while you're on assignment, go. Now, Jesus, you told me to go. You said it. And you and he said, well, he was talking to the apostles. He said, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, the apostles are not here in the physical, right? And the age is still going on. So he must have been talking to us. Wasn't just talking to them. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. So we still live in the age of man, the age of the reign of the devil. That's the age he's talking about. He said, upon the rock of faith, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not overrun it. And he said, I will come back for my own. Now, the apostles are not here, so we're still in that age. I want to rebuke the devil and every doubtful word he's saying. I'm going to rebuke that spirit of doubt. You cannot reason with doubt. Doubt you cannot reason with. He said, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean you can't reason with doubt? Doubt's just a word. It's a belief. No, doubt is a spirit. Uh, when Eve was in the garden, 
and 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 Satan was talking. What did he do? He invoked a spirit of doubt. That's what he did, and that spirit of doubt caused the falling of all mankind. Doubt is a deadly spirit. So there's a revelation of God in your life, a foundation of God in your life, a testimony of God in your life. And a, with that testimony, and with that revelation, there can be no doubt. If you have doubt, you got an errant spirit. It's the spirit that caused Adam and Eve to fall. It's the spirit that caused some who follow Jesus not to fulfill the fullness of their plan because of doubt. It's for the sake of doubt that many things in your life have not yet been accomplished because of doubt. So the fire of the Holy Spirit is what you need in every single, you can't live in a spirit of confusion. You can't live without carrying your cross. If you don't carry a cross, you're walking around with death in your soul. If you don't pick up your cross every day. He says, he who does not carry their cross daily cannot be my disciple. I spared you this word for a season because it's a word for which many cannot receive because they got too much spirits of doubt. <laughs> So that word rings the wrong to don't feel right in their spirit, right? Like if you squirming in your seat, you got a spirit of doubt. You got to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Some of you are getting amped up. You're on the edge of your chair. It's like coffee. It's like coffee with like, like, express, like five shots of espresso. You're in the right space because you're like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, you know? But if you squirming in your seat, no. Uh, you thinking of all kinds of reasons why you can't, you shouldn't. So you got a spirit of doubt. See, Peter, he didn't have doubt. James and John, they didn't have doubt. And Jesus, in his infinite foreknowledge, drew them closer than the other 11. Because he knew they would carry out the mission. And we know from church history that Peter, James, and John became like pillars. Paul was called, he became another pillar. We're not saying that Thomas and the rest of the all of the apostles didn't do anything, but as you can see, the most dominant voices were Peter, James, and John, and they were the ones with the least doubt. And that's why in Jesus' infinite foreknowledge drew them closer. When you read the Gospels, you'll see Peter, there were some things he did with the 11, and a lot of things he did with the 11, but there were certain things he only did with Peter, James, and John. Hmm. Amazing. The power of God, the glory of God, the majesty and the wisdom and the infinite foreknowledge, the manifold wisdom of God. And so here you are. And I rebuke that spirit of doubt right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirits of confusion right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You got to get a Pentecost, a revival type spirit operating within your mortal members. You've got to tolerate nothing else. It's for the sake of you tolerating something else that something else is present. Because you have commanding power. You have a commanding power. You have power. It's no, you are the strong man in this situation. Because you're on assignment from God. And who can shut down the assignment from God? There's no strong man. You, the strong man. Stop giving it power. And it won't be a strong man anymore. And so 
you got to have a Pentecost-like spirit operating within your mortal members. And you've got to demand nothing else. And then you know what will happen? When you start demanding that you stay high in the anointing, when you demand to flow in the overflow, you quickly start seeing what's dragging down your spirit. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised where the negativity is coming from. The enemy is always trying to use somebody close to you. You try to flow in the overflow. You notice every time you're around a certain person, your spirit starts to drain. Every time you're around a certain situation, your spirit starts to drain. Every time. Now, now, mind you, that can happen also if you're off. Like if you're spiritually off and, you, and you're in a spirit of rebellion, right? Doubt is also a type of rebellion. So you have that you're in a spirit of doubt, a spirit of fear, a spirit of rebellion, all related to the same thing, all of the enemy. And you're in one of them spirits and you're stubborn with it. Then if you get around holy people, you're going to feel drained too. Right? Because working contrary to the direction of the authority of your spirit. So be careful. Because sometimes you say, oh, I'm around this person. Every time I'm around this person, I feel drained. Yeah, but is it you? Are you the one operating in error? And so when you get around them, you feel drained because what's draining you is God trying to rebuke you of the error. But if you're on assignment, therefore go. Then you all of a sudden you say, and I demand to operate in this anointing. And I demand to stand in this anointing. And I demand to flow in this anointing all the time, every day. All of a sudden you start seeing the negatrons in your life. All of a sudden you start seeing things that drain in your spirit. All of a sudden you start seeing the, the situations that are not part of your assignment, counterfeit assignments. All of a sudden you start seeing all the counterfeit assignments in your life. All of a sudden you start seeing through a lot of things. You'll be like, oh man, look at the devil moving around so close to me. There's no strong man in here but me. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority over my soul. I take authority over my atmosphere. I take authority over my living space. I take authority over the atmosphere that surrounds me. I am become holy ground unto the Lord, washed by the blood of Jesus. Now, you got to stop settling for anything else. It's time out. A whole year at 365. If you weren't there for that, don't worry. God will bless you because you're part of the body. The whole time of the manacles, okay? All the ministry effort, all the, it's time. It's time. You say, well, I wasn't with you all that time. You'll be blessed with the body. You get blessed with the body when you roll with the body. If you're rolling with this body, you'll get the blessing of the body. So everything that has been taught for all this time has culminated you to this place where you can... Stand, and stand, 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 teach your brothers and sisters how to stand so they can stand with you. See, everything starts to get quiet. When the Spirit of the Lord moves in authority, you start hearing noise, that's a red flag. <laughs> okay, I'm hearing noise. Uh-oh, my spirit is not elevated because I'm hearing too much noise. What's got to get rebuked now? What got to get shut down now? What got to be driven out now? What got to go now? Because everything and anything that offendeth my soul must be cut off all the way up to a body part. Now, the word of God says, don't mutilate your body. 
So then it really isn't a body part, right? It's something else. It's a spiritual movement. you got to cut it off. Anything that gets close to you, even to the extent of a body part. For right eye offendee, pluck it out. Better you enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with both eyes go into the lake of fire. Do you believe or do you doubt? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Do you believe or do you doubt? I said go. Do you believe or do you doubt? And make disciples and baptize them. And lo, I am with you. Do you believe or do you doubt? How long will you teeter upon two opinions, O house of Israel? If Baal is God, then go worship him. But if Jehovah is God, then worship him. But as for me and my house... We shall serve the Lord. Do you believe or do you doubt? Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I pray a prayer, prayer right now over the souls on this call right now. I pray a prayer for those listening to the recording. I pray a prayer right now on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, that you move in the anointing in each person's life. My God, I pray you lift them up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, I pray, Father God, for activation right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for resolution right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that people are resolving right now and solving right now in the spirit realm. They're lifting up right now in the spirit realm. They're ready to move right now in the spirit realm. Now I rebuke the spirit of doubt in their life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, we no longer teeter between two opinions, my God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that we move in this generation, in this wicked generation, that we move in love to save that which can be saved, my God. The elect in this season that is called in our circle, that we're here to minister to do or to love or to show compassion or to elevate or to move in the spirit realm. I pray, Father God, against every negative voice that tries to operate. I pray against it right now. Every negative voice that tries to operate to shut down the rightful movement of your son, Jesus Christ, in our lives. I pray that we take authority in the spirit realm under the ordination of Christ Jesus, that the power and the glory and the majesty and the perfect will of God be manifest in our being, and that we fulfill it even up to the extent of having to surrender our soul. May we stand in a great test of any faith. No, may we stand against any test in our faith. In our submission to you and your son, Christ Jesus. We plead the blood, my God, right now over all of our existence. May your strength and your mercy be with us. May you stand with us, my God, and give us understanding, wisdom. May we be able to bask in your glory and manifest your glory to the world. I pray these things, Father God, and I pray for the strength of the body in Jesus' mighty name. And the body of Christ says, Amen. 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 Praise God, saints. You have a great morning. Amen.